the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5, talking about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. Hey, we got a election coming up. March 5th is the California primary part of Super Tuesday. You ever wonder how to vote? You guys ask me all the time, and there's different ways to look it up. The Pastor Scott Voter's Guide is you go get the Teachers Association Guide and vote the opposite. But if you really want to pay more attention, which actually is what I want you to do, is I want you to, you've got the ballot in your hand, I want you to go out and Google all those people and really find out where they stand. And you can get some help. And with me to talk about that is Jennifer Horn. Jennifer Horn is the co-host of uh, AM 870, The Answers, The Morning Answer, yes. right on AM 870, our sister station in Los Angeles, at uh, from 6, 6 in the morning to, to 9 every day. Mm-hmm. And you're on until 10 in the Inland Empire station. That's right. So bright and early on AM 870, 6 to 9 a.m. And then I host the Inland Empire Answer on AM 590 from 5 a.m., and then again at 6 p.m. So it's a busy day. That's a busy day. It's a busy you know? day. How but often, you know I love it. Yeah, how often do you think men think about the Inland Empire? <laughs> <laughs> at least probably once a day. Yeah, the once, Roman... <laughs> once in a while. Let, when know? the Roman Empire is not available right. for thought. <laughs> well, what about the Inland Empire? What have they accomplished out there? I think at least a few times a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you with us. And uh, you put together a voter's guide. And, of course, your show is a a specifically political show, yes. conservative uh, media show. Uh, and uh, so you put out a voter guide. You know, it's interesting in California when so many of the races are mostly Democratic and the mm-hmm. way we have our vote, you may not have a choice, Democrat or Republican, come November for, for sure. statewide races. So tell us, you know, why do you put this together and how do you do it? What, First, just a yeah. little a little commentary on the state of California. I think, yeah. and this is not Democrat or Republican, from a nonpartisan perspective, the worst thing, one of the worst things that California voters voted on, and again, we get tricked to vote in certain ways because we get manipulated by certain propositions mm-hmm. and wording and titles is by creating a state where we have a jungle primary, which means right. that instead of having the top Republican and the top Democrat, we just have the top two vote getters, which may seem nice. But that's how we've also found ourselves in a state where it's single party rule in California. And that's a problem because then you don't have a lot of people challenging when, when I think we can agree as much as yes, I am a self-described Republican conservative more than that. Um, I think government works best when you have two parties, when you yeah. have when you have opposing viewpoints and you come together somewhere in the middle and you create something that works. And in California, what has happened is that we don't have that push to the pull anymore. And I feel like a lot of families, a lot of people of faith, a lot of minority groups now are getting left behind because these policies are really existing to serve 
the political elites that are running our state yeah. and the rest of us are getting forgotten. And so unfortunately, I am very passionate about getting people to vote, whether they vote the way I want them to or not. I want us to feel like we can be part of the process and be part of the change. And I really think it's necessary for all of us to get engaged, at least at some level, and casting your ballots the way to go. You know, and when you have the same, you know, the same party mm-hmm. that you're voting for in November, you might have a different personality, but you're really voting for the same policies most of the time. For sure. I mean, you take a look at any of the Democrat or Republican candidates, how, how different are they going to vote from each other? Mm-hmm. Well, probably never or one or two things here and there. Yeah. It's a, it's a great know. it's a great example with the Senate race going on. That's right. In California with three of the four top candidates, Barbara Lee, Katie Porter and Adam Schiff are going to ultimately vote the same. That's Their right. record will be the same. So, whose personality is it going to be or or maybe conversely a differing point of view that might be appropriate for for having an argument about what might be better for California. So I put together this ballot not to necessarily indoctrinate people to vote like I do, but I also realized that I really want people to vote. And I know that not a lot of people have time to research every candidate Mm. and every proposition and every judge, which is a huge part of what's on the ballot. And so I use a lot of different resources. I go to a lot of candidate websites and I try to put together just a, a starting point for people to at least do their own research. The percentage of people, of Californians, who vote in a primary, mm-hmm. it will be 35%, maybe less than that. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, 35%. That's right. And that's with no excuse. Everybody's got a ballot that's been mailed to them. Mm-hmm. Some people have more than one ballot mailed to them. Yeah. And, you know, why? And that should say something, though, about the power that the voters would have should they decide to actually do some research and vote in this state. In fact, I would say, Pastor Scott, that this election is more important than ever because our voices can be heard, because turnout's going to be really low. Because, mm-hmm. number one, it's a primary election. Number two, people are not equipped in California to think that we vote so early, March 5th, right. because typically we vote in June. Yeah. And I would say, number three, because the presidential piece of this is pretty much decided. You're going to have Joe Biden move forward as a candidate for Democrats, and you'll have Donald Trump move forward as a candidate for Republicans. So that doesn't cause as much excitement. But I would contend that the district attorney's race in Los Angeles, the Senate race here in California, Proposition 1, which is huge. It's being sold to us as a solution for homelessness, but really it's just going to be a lot of money for not a lot of help for people who really need it. I would vote no on Proposition 1, but these are going to be really important. And a smaller amount of us can make a difference if we actually turn out. I think people need to hear that loud and clear because I hear all the time, you know, I'm just I'm not even going to bother to vote. My vote doesn't matter. And I think they're usually talking about the presidential race or even mm-hmm. the statewide races. But these something hopefully that we do not forget from the COVID. Yeah. Everybody teases me because I call it the COVID. The but vid. It's, it's like the <laughs> it's like the play. Right. It's not just the it's not just the disease. It's the shutdowns. That's it's all of why it it's all is in caps. encompassing <laughs> right. the, the COVID. You know, we learned that a lot of we should have known anyway. But we learned that the decisions, many of the decisions that we didn't like that were overbearing that shut down this state more than the rest mostly yeah were made at local levels you got it and sometimes by unelected officials who are appointed by some elected officials somewhere but they're not made by joe biden or donald trump or even the governor in a lot of cases 
more by the governor, but many are just local bureaucrats who said you can't run your business. That's right. And that's why, I mean, I would contend, I'm a resident in L.A. County, but I know the same is true. I know your service area, everybody listening is in all of Southern California, but a perfect example is Barbara Ferrer at the L.A. County Board of Public Health. She made decisions and never was on a ballot, but the L.A. County Board of Supervisors could have done something to rein in those decisions, and they didn't. But those people are all on the ballot this time. So you can make your voices heard to try to shake it up a little bit. And this is this is the time for us to do that. And to your point about the people who think there's no chance, please hear our voices today because I call them the shoulder shruggers. They're the ones who yeah. say it doesn't matter. Maybe they've lost faith in the process. Um, you're afraid that if you show up that there's going to be some funny business or that, you know, that you're not going to win anyway. But the one thing I can guarantee is if you don't show up, we are never going to win. And so all those shoulder shruggers, if you feel really like you think something's going on, volunteer to become a poll walk, worker. Volunteer to watch the polls and see how it happens. Be mm-hmm. a part of the process. Or if not, at least just turn out and say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance that maybe my vote – it takes five minutes now that they come to you in the mail. <laughs> it <laughs> takes no time at all to cast your vote. And what's, what is that going to hurt? Don't just shrug and say, this isn't for me. We absolutely – some races are, de- are decided by 10, 20, 100 votes in these smaller mm-hmm. races – and it absolutely matters. Sometimes one person per precinct, which is absolutely. like your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just one person decides, ah, I'm not going to do it. And you decided the election. You got you know, it. It's yep. an incredible thing. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Jennifer Horn, and she is the co-host of The Morning Answer right on our sister station, AM 870. And uh, in AM, it's AM 590 That's in, right. in, in the, the Inland, Inland Empire. Empire. Mm-hmm. The Inland Empire. Which you think about all the time. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I went to UC Riverside. That's right. Graduated from there. And we had a professor once who was from New York State, which is the Empire State. Yeah. <laughs> and he spent all of his time trying to figure out what the Inland Empire even meant. It, it was, is, it it was is very a strange funny. name. It, it sounds very palatial, though. It is. Well, if you live there, you like living in an empire. Who doesn't? <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. So the Jennifer Horn, uh, California primary election 2024 ballot recommendations that you can find at, uh, where can you find this? You can find them on am870.info or am590.info. All you have to do is search the keyword vote. Also, our friend and colleague at Salem, Dennis Prager. That's actually how I started doing this, is that Dennis Prager and his producer came to me and said, we would like to have a California voting guide. And so- hmm. I started the research. I did it. So it's at DennisPrager.com, AM870TheAnswer.com, AM590TheAnswer.com. Just search yeah. on the keyword vote. So you tell Dennis Prager how to vote. I do. That's interesting. You yeah, like see, that? Yeah. <laughs> I just leverage that all the time. Okay. So we're looking at it. Obviously, there's uh, the the – let's talk about the Senate race first. Okay. So you have mm-hmm. the presidential race. Like you mentioned, that will probably be decided. It's decided. You know. But I do want to make a note on that. Yeah. If you uh, – a lot of people have been confused. If you are a no-party preference voter in the state of California, you will not get to vote for a presidential candidate. That's right. And if you are a Republican, or excuse me, if you're not a registered Republican and you want to vote for Donald Trump or Nikki whoever's on the ballot, you have to be a registered Republican to do that. There's some new rules yeah. that have taken place. Is there time to primary. change that? I'm sorry? Can you change that? if you're listening? You can change right? yeah. your party preference, for sure. Yeah, I think there's sure. still time for mm-hmm. that. And, uh, yeah, and I think half the state is independent, actually. Right. So half the state actually can't vote in the primary for the president. For president. And they get all. surprised. And yeah. they notice and go, wait a second. And I will tell you that a lot of people who are registered Republican took issue with you know, some of the things going on within the party structure and left to become independent. So if you want yes. to switch that, you've got to do it. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Senate race, there are many Senate candidates. Mm-hmm. I meant to even count. There's like 17 or oh, something like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. 
and we usually only hear about four. Mm -hmm. There are others that are worth hearing about. The four you mentioned before. So you've got Democrats Adam Schiff and Katie Porter and Barbara Lee. That's right. $50 an hour minimum wage, Barbara Lee. Well, that's why we're voting for her, right? (laughs) Money for everybody. Because the money is free. Right, It doesn't come from taxpayers or anything. No, or businesses, no. Or businesses or anywhere else. It's just, uh, just imaginary money. Um, and then you got Steve Garvey. You yeah. know, uh, you know, you might feel bad that he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's right, he's you know, not. Uh, but uh, you know, is that a reason to vote for him? I don't know, right? So, and then you I have struggle. other candidates. You didn't mm-hmm. pick any of those four. Yeah, and I struggle with this one because, um, as I mentioned, and again, my my endorsement is going to Eric Early because I feel like he is the true conservative in the race. And California has a lot of issues. We are a sanctuary state for abortions. We are a sanctuary state for transgender kids to come get reassignment surgery without their parents' permission. We need someone who is a strong conservative to be in that role of Senate. Um, and this was hard because Steve Garvey um, has a better name recognition. He has more people behind him uh, at this point. But I would have liked to have seen a little more fight from him on these issues. Mm. Um, and I didn't. But I think that Steve Garvey's still a perfectly good, acceptable choice for this for this office. I have issues with Adam Schiff as someone who lives in his district, and I have for basically all the years that he served um, in his congressional district. I have not seen him in my area except on the 4th of July riding through on the parade. Um, I'm not sure how well he has served California. I think he has made this office about himself and about his political vendettas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the writing's on the wall for him to be coronated as senator. So you, you need to do what you need to do and vote the way you see fit. The problem that I have with the debate structure for this is that they eliminated some of these other candidates who weren't polling that far away. Eric Early and Christina Pascucci, who's a Democrat, were polling at 6%. Barbara Lee is at 8%. Mm-hmm. So tell me why they weren't included on the stage yeah. when 40% of the state is still undecided in That's the race. right. And they should have been. And yeah. you, you get a perspective from people who have not been in office, who mm-hmm. actually are meeting with people. You know, I've enjoyed listening to them. You know, people sometimes say, well, I don't want to vote for this person because they're lower. They're not polling well. And it means my vote doesn't count or it's a vote against. There's something to that. But there's also something to the fact that you own your vote, right? right. Nobody deserves Nobody has to have your vote. It's yours. Right? You know, nobody owns your vote but you. Yeah. And and look, as I mentioned, I would be really happy to see Steve Garvey move forward. I do think that my my vote for Eric Early, yes, is voting my heart and my conscience. But it's also sending a message to the Republican Party that says we need to put up conservative candidates who are going to stand for conservative principles, even in a state like California. I think there is this idea amongst the Republican Party in the state that we need to find this moderate sort of squishy candidate Mm -hmm. that is going to be acceptable to both sides. But things are so divided right now that I don't think that really works. And so I think we need to send some a message to the party as well to show them what we want to see moving forward, because this may not be the race that we can win. So maybe we want to send the message as to what kind of candidates we're looking for moving forward. I also think that people, even in California, are persuadable, actually. Uh-huh. And to do that, you know, you need candidates who are very clear about their position on something, and especially when something that everybody agrees needs to be changed. Right. This is the direction I would go with it. Right. And if you don't have that, well, then you might as well vote for the person you're used to. I think people feel that way. And they need somebody who says, no, this is wrong and this is right. And we can't let the opposition define us. And I feel like in this particular race, um, and the Trump factor is huge. And I know some people don't like the personality of Donald Trump, but we can talk about the things that he did when he was president. And I think it seems that in every debate, when Steve Garvey, the Republican candidate, is asked about Donald Trump, instead of just saying, 
look, I may disagree with some of the stuff he says. I may not like how he says it, but I really like what we got in XYZ. And instead, it seems like that's almost the Achilles heel. They mentioned Donald Trump, and then all of a sudden, the Republican candidate goes limp on the stage. <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, I don't see why you can't just say, yep, voted for him twice. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I think his policies would be better than the current guy. And so why I'll vote is it for him an again. issue? I got a lot of race. problems with him, but hey, so, right. you know. Anyway, let's. Um, the next one down, Proposition 1, tell us about that. Proposition 1 is the only proposition that you're going to see uh, statewide on the ballot. So there are local ballot measures for your county. But uh, Proposition 1 is essentially, it's written to say that they're going to use the existing millionaire's tax to try to combat homelessness in the state of California by providing more mental health and beds and facilities for treatment. Now, on the uh, like. That sounds great, right? Use mm-hmm. the millionaire's tax. Use that money to create places, services for people in need. But it's when you dig into it that Proposition 1 becomes a problem. It's not just the millionaire's tax. They are also going to take out billions of dollars in bond measures. And I think they only promise to create a few hundred beds to help people who are suffering. Now, whether you're in San Diego or you're in Orange County or you're in L.A. County, you know that our homeless problem is beyond a few hundred beds. And it's my belief that we really need to focus more on getting people off the street and giving them this the, the choice. Are we going to move you into a treatment facility or are we going to move you into a different facility? And these these are the heavy, hard choices. But this is about human suffering. This is about people who are struggling with addictions, who are struggling with mental illness, who need help. And a few hundred beds and creating a homeless industrial complex where we're just feathering the nests of political donors, it just doesn't do it for me. And a few hundred beds for billions of Of dollars. dollars. That's the point. Billions of dollars. And, you know, what people need to understand is Proposition 1 is just a continuation of the philosophies and policies of housing first and some different things that are not working, that clearly yeah. don't work. And Spiritual all is, heart, that's got to be first. And you can't be about, yeah, if you're not about recovery. If you're against that, then this will never work. And somebody's making billions of dollars. That's what I want. I want a list of who's making all the money off of all this This is what's so sad about California. And again, a nonpartisan issue is that in California, we have no bid contracts. So people who get involved or who start to support candidates will start to be handed these contracts to help fix homelessness and nothing is getting fixed. Yeah. And uh, everybody, that's a huge deal, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be partisan at all, but we have to recognize that you've got to change the policy and the philosophy behind the homelessness, thinking, or it's just right. going to be worse, all the thinking. Uh, and that's the same with everything else. Uh, so then you have your races that are on here on your, your voter guide. This is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Jennifer Horn, and we're talking about her voter guide, California primary election 2024 ballot recommendations, straight from Jennifer. So then you've got your House of Representatives. You've got uh, the State Senate, State Assembly, lots of people on there, of course. Mm-hmm. Judges, people... Uh, don't know what one. to do. I learned once if you've heard of the judge, you probably should vote no. So there is I don't a know judge. if that's fair. But. There is a judge that you will hear about if you're in L.A. County. Do you know who's on the ballot this time? Christopher Darden from really? O.J. Simpson. From, I was about to say Judge Ito. <laughs> is he still around? He is endorsed by Judge Ito, actually, because I looked up his website to check him out. Christopher Darden is on the ballot as he's running for judge in L.A. County. Judge Ito has and the Garcettis uh-huh. have endorsed him. Uh, which is fun, a little throwback to the to the O.J. Simpson decade. But 
I think it's really important to go through and look at these judges' websites to see what their conviction record looks like, their sentencing record looks like, who endorses them. And most people don't have time to do it. So I've done it. I've used resources. Another great one, if you don't want to use my guy, Craig Huey does a great one. He does all the judges. He does all of the candidates as well. There's even a, Christ, a California Christian voter guide. So mm. I just say do your research, look around, see what you can figure out. Use our voter guides as a starting point. And do your research, but judges can sometimes be some of the most important offices on the That's ballot, right. and they're people we've never heard of. That's right. And you should be careful with voter guides that are out there, because some of them are advertisements. Paid they're paid Absolutely. for. They're really advertisements. And uh, it'll say somewhere on it, probably. Uh, but, you know. they will. You have to yeah. look in the very fine print, and they will try to trick you time mm-hmm. and time again. So that's why find something reputable. Do your own research if you can. But do vote because it means something. It means a lot. It's a good example for our kids and for our grandkids as well to be involved in the process. That's a great thing. You and vote with your kids. When in, totally. I don't want to say the year, but uh, Gerald Ford was on the ballot, <laughs> and I was a little kid. My dad took me with him to vote, mm-hmm. and they had a little kid voting thing where you punched a happy face for George or for uh, oh, that's Jimmy cute. Carter and a happy face for uh, Ford, and you know, I punched the Ford one. That's and I so remember cute. doing that, and I remember that he lost. And thinking about, I was five or six. Yeah. Right. But it made an imprint on my whole life. And I, I've, I've never missed a vote. My dad took me too. And yeah. I've, ne- I've voted in every election. Yeah. Jennifer Horn, uh, thanks for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Thank you. Once again, people can listen to you every morning on the Morning Answer. Six to uh, nine. Six to nine on AM 870. And you're five to ten? Yeah. No, the- so AM 870, six to nine. AM 590 in the Inland Empire, 5 a.m. And again at 6 p.m. Okay, all right, that's Radio right. Radio magic. Right. That's right. It's a, it's a remarkable thing that we do this. <laughs> and the voter guide, the Jennifer Horn voter guide, how can they get that? AM870theanswer.com or AM590theanswer.com. Keyword is vote or at this is TMA on Twitter slash X. All right, Jennifer, it's always great to be with you. Next time we'll talk about uh, the uh, Unite IE event. That You're I get coming. to be. I am coming. I'm looking forward to Can't being wait. there and uh, being a part of that with you. So we'll talk about that here pretty soon. Important things, everybody, to pay attention to and to to do your due diligence, do the work. It's not that hard. There are lots of help like the voter guide here, but please, please vote. Jennifer, thanks for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show. All right, everybody, Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show on the socials. We'll be back in just a moment. Stand tuned. Stay tuned. Or stand tuned. Or whatever. Or whatever. Awesome. Thank you. That was great. And you know what? Your watch is so You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. Welcome, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you on this President's Day. We are here. You may not be working, but we're here. It's great to be here. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And it is good to be with you today. <clears throat> we'll talk about a couple of presidential, uh, you know, history related as far as those things go. And I also want to talk to you about something really important. You heard FDR, that great quote about we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And the thing is about that is that especially in the last few years, we've we've feared what? We are, we are terrified about things, right? We locked ourselves up in our homes and did all kinds of stuff because we're afraid. There's still people 
<clears throat> excuse me, afraid, <clears throat> excuse me, of different things. There are things that we need to address that are very, very serious. And I think the reasons that we don't, the reasons that we don't address them is fear. Take this, for example. Students claim to catch a substitute teacher watching adult content in the classroom. The alleged incident happened at Cameron Elementary School. The principal of Cameron Elementary School removed the sub-teacher from the classroom and contacted the West Covina Police Department. Now, investigators are now looking into this disturbing claim. The sub was not arrested the day of the accusations due to lack of evidence. Parents are planning to protest outside of the school on Tuesday. There are all kinds of things that we need to address, and one of them is schools. This is a story you might have saw it in the Times or on the radio uh, or TV. West Covina Elementary School, Cameron Elementary School. It's K through five, this school. A substitute teacher allegedly was uh, up front in the class uh, watching, uh, you know, dirty movies on his phone or something. And, uh, you know, in my day, whenever you had a substitute and a movie, that was fantastic, right? That was going to be a great day. But the world has changed. And, you know, I got so many, sometimes I'm in, in my anger or frustration over things that when I hear these kinds of stories, my mind just goes in these crazy places. Like I'm saying, well, maybe that school ought to just send all the kids down to the library where they can just get the porn on the shelves because it's probably there. Parents, if you go to that school, if you're a part of it, you should, as you go, protest tomorrow. And I, I think you're protesting <clears throat> because there is... Uh, you know, this person hasn't been arrested. We don't know the details. There's a lot of other things that this person's accused of in the classroom. Don't really know if it's true. Maybe that's not true at all. There's, there's some reason this person isn't arrested, but let's just assume that he was doing that. That's not surprising, is it? That is not surprising at all. And p- parents, if you're going to go down there, then I encourage you, I encourage you to go check out the library and see what's in there. Excuse me a second. I've got some kind of frog in my throat, which I never have, and I haven't had all day until just this moment. Here's what I want to tell you. And as we think about this story and things that we need to do, and I want to talk to you a few minutes, parents, about your school and about your kids and grandparents, or if you're not a parent or you're not a, you're not, you don't have kids at home, they've graduated But you know, kids, you have friends and you have people on your street, people you care about, who you care about their kids. Can I just say this boldly? It's time to take them out of the public school. You got to do it. Now, I realize that not everybody can do that. I realize that there are situations where you got jobs, you're a single parent, you're a single grandparent. The it's there's not one convenient for you, and there's a cost to, to that. There's a whole lot of issues. You got to do something then. You got a homeschool, which is great. You need to try to get into a charter school. You've got to do something. And even if you can't do all those, you got to go to the school board meetings. You got to be involved. You know, a lot of teachers, when they know you, most teachers, I think, want to work with you as a parent to do well with your kids. But at the same time, as I say that, a lot of teachers, and I know many of you are listening right now, you know that you're being instructed to lie to parents about certain things related to kids, especially kids over 12. And you're instructed to lie to them about sexual things, about the gender issues, about abortion. And this, the more I hear from people, and I've had some conversations with some of you, many, you know, I've had people call me anonymously, Scott, let me tell you what I'm dealing with in my school. You send me an email or stuff like that. It's time. So I want to tell you something. KKLA, 
We've been doing this every year. We partner with Christian schools around the Los Angeles area. And if you're in uh, San Diego, uh, this might not, you know, go to kprz.com. That's the San Diego website and see what they've got available. We're going to talk about this in the L.A. area. And, and the rest of this, and if you're in San Diego, I'll, I'll tell you what we did in San Diego to help our kids get into private school. It was not easy. All right, but we did it, and the Lord has blessed it. We think it's the right thing. KKLA is going to help you out. We're going to give you half-price tuition that starts tomorrow. And what we do is it's got to be a brand new student. It can't be somebody, if you're already in private school, private Christian school, you're already there. Okay. But if you're in a Christian school now, this won't work for you. But if you're not, if you're a parent and you're saying enough is enough, I'm taking my kid out. I want my kid to understand scripture. I want them to have a basis for reality philosophically in the world today. I want them to get educated. I want to have parents to be part of the team and not excluded if my kid is having trouble. You, there are multiple reasons why you want to do this. You need to do it. Go, go to kkla.com, click on the half-price tuition banner, and the way it works is for your first year, we'll pay half-price of the tuition. You pay the other half, we'll pay half-price for your first year, and that's how you get started. And this is a commitment that I think, and I'm speaking from my own experience, both because my parents did this for me and my sister, and now that I'm older and I understand things, uh, the sacrifice. I never really understood why my dad had multiple jobs. He was a pastor of a church, but he also drove a truck and he taught at seminaries and he taught at the community college. And I thought he was just interested in those things. But part of why he did that was to help my sister and I get a good education, our primary education, grade school. And then we did high school. And then we both went to public universities eventually. I went to UC Riverside. My sister uh, went to a few different places, wound up out at uh, ASU. And we were very well prepared philosophically, spiritually, educationally to do that. I'm doing that with my kids now. Christy and I decided that we will do anything to make sure that our kids are in an environment where they will learn, where they will not hear a bunch of stuff that's anti-Christ, that is anti-just humanity, which is what you're seeing with the gender issues and the porn and stuff, because it hurts the kids eventually. You know, you say right now, oh, we're helping the kids, and you know, but eventually you're not. And... This is such a huge thing to do for your kids. And I think the hard part is that, you know, you got to pay for it. Eventually, hopefully in our state, you'll be able to have a, a bunch of tax dollars that you can use towards any school. It's called school choice. And that will help you, especially if you just are really struggling. And I think that helps all schools because the public school is inevitable. It's always going to be here. And it needs to be good, too. It needs to be really good. So I'm having this conversation last night with, uh, I'm not even going to mention her name because I don't want her to get in trouble or where she's at, but she works for the school district, a school district in California, Southern California. And she's talking about a couple of things. One of them was, she's talking about how they went from, it's okay for our kids to go to public school where I work to, uh, not not, uh, over our dead body will they go to this school. And it's a school that she loves, and she loves the kids. And uh, But she says, you know, the first thing you notice is that we're not allowed to say Christmas, and it's for equity reasons, because you don't want to offend anybody. You might have a different religion. She said, I think 90% of the kids in my school are uh, Catholic, <laughs> come from a Catholic background, or and the other 10% probably are Christian, or maybe there's some from other religions. But I think everybody understands that there are some different beliefs. But the idea that you can't even say it, and that the reason is equity. Let me tell you something about equity and religion. 
uh, religion doesn't work with the idea of equity. Equity is different than equality. Equality is more like equality of opportunity. Equity is the idea where in the positive sense, what you're trying to do is give people who have disadvantages because of their background or because of their race or because of the neighborhood they're in or their economics, there are a bunch of reasons, a leg up on other people who have, you know, better circumstances. And the problem with it is that it usually doesn't help anybody. It hurts everybody is what the policies tend to do. I shouldn't say it doesn't help anybody. I'm sure there's somebody out there who says they could be helped. But there's some idea and notion where it really goes off the rails about equal outcomes, which is it's not possible. And it's not the same outcome if you are graded at a different scale than somebody else. You know, you want your doctor to have to had really studied and not had help in medical school. You want them to have really studied and done well. You know, what do they call a what do they call a doctor who cheated in medical school and barely passed and passed at the bottom of the class? What do they call that doctor? You know what they call him? Doctor. You know, you want to have some confidence that the people who are giving you advice about your life and your body are doing pretty good. And when it comes to faith, see, religions aren't equitable at all. It's every religion except Christianity is works-based. And that means that it's not equitable. It can't be. Christianity is the most equitable, by the way. You know why? Because Jesus died for everybody. You come to faith the same way, whether you're rich or poor, whatever your background is, whatever language you speak, whatever nationality you are, whatever ethnicity you are. You come to Jesus the same way by faith. You confess your sins. You say, I need a Savior. You acknowledge that Jesus died for your sin, that he rose again from the grave, that he is that Savior. And you say that you believe that. And then you, if you really believe that, then you're going to live for him. And you're going to say, I want to obey him. See, everybody can do that. doesn't matter where you are. That's, that's the real equity, by the way. What is accomplished by Jesus on the cross, you should know that. The school system, we need, we need to do something different. We come back. I'm going to help you a little bit. And Ron, I remind you that tomorrow we'll be giving away half-price tuition. Go to kkla.com and uh, click on the banner and check out the program. Half-price tuition for a brand-new student in a Christian school right here in uh, Los Angeles area. And uh, whether you can do that or not, when I come back, I will talk a little bit about our experience and how we have been able to do it, because I really want to help you make this decision. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, The number is 888-528-2557. And uh, you can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. 
That was President Kennedy's famous uh, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, which is an attitude I think we've lost somehow. And one of the ways, one of the reasons that we've lost that, this is the Pastor Scott Show, by the way. I get to your calls. I see your calls on hold. I'll try to get your calls here in just a minute. But I want to share this with you because of the opportunity we have tomorrow for half-price tuition for uh, private Christian schools. The world today has changed, and our attitude towards education has changed in such a way. And if you're wondering why we have so many problems, there's a lot of reasons a lot of it is the move away from God in general, but the in, embedded in that is education. Embedded in that is why. Why have we changed? And the, the truth is, is that there are good opportunities out there. And some of you have managed quite well. Some of your kids are doing okay through the public school system, but the numbers are increasingly bad, and especially uh, right here in California. We're ranking somewhere between 40th and 45th of all the states, but we spend twice as much money, I think, per pupil than any of the rest of the states. The money's not the answer. It's the approach. And so I want to tell you a little bit about... um, my kids and how we got them into private schools because we knew that we couldn't afford it, Christian schools. And I want to say this, you know, out front, not all, not all Christian schools are great. All right. Not all homeschooling is great. You might be homeschooling. I think homeschooling is great, but I've seen some of it that's pretty terrible. And I've seen some kids who are in private school or Christian school who don't learn anything also, right? There's, there has to be a parental involvement and, you know, everything is, is, you know, kind of determines on what school and what's going on there. That's part of the parental or grandparental involvement. You've got to be paying attention. You'll get, if you're a better parent and even a public school, you do better for sure. However, the most important thing to us for putting our kids in a Christian school when they were little, K through eight, is the Christian education and the environment. The fact that they have Bible classes you know, I want them to learn the math and the science and the English, and I want them to be able to read and do papers, and I want them to excel. I want them to go to college eventually if that's the course that they should be on. I want them to be able to do that. I don't want my kids to merely graduate but not actually be educated. That's one of the big problems with our system is that we focus on graduation rates but not education rates. The graduation rates are one thing, and then you got education, and you're graduating a bunch of people who can't read at a 12th grade level or 11th grade. Instead, it's 6th grade or even 3rd grade. We're doing a disservice to them, and a disservice isn't even the right world. We are hindering their ability to succeed in life by doing that. And it affects our whole country because this is, it's part of losing a vision for building a country and realizing that the world is not safe. If you're paying attention to the news, you know, we're living in a world where there are people who want to kill us, there are people who want to defeat us economically and in other ways and take away freedoms. And they are getting ahead in a lot of ways. We have to get our attitude shaped around this. You don't want your kid to be in that. So what did we do? I'll tell you what. We immediately looked at our bills and we said, we are going to do whatever we can to do this. And we got rid of cable TV. That was the first one to go out. Your child's education or your grandchild's education, particularly their Christian education, is so much more valuable than any stupid thing on your cable television. I promise you that's true. You can go out and you can cut your bills and all kinds of things. Christy is great at this. My wife, she'll call up the, the uh, where we lived, we had three different options for garbage 
trucks. Most of us, I don't think we have that, but we we had three different choices of companies we could use to pick up the trash. And she called all three of them and negotiated and saved about half of that. We she did that with we did that with our cell phones. We did that with every single thing. We just peeled it down. We looked at subscriptions for whatever it is, newspapers or apps or different things, and we got rid of all or most of it because you don't need it. And at the end of the day, I didn't miss it. Right at the end of the day, we thought, why do we have that anyway? It was painful at first if you're used to something. But you've got to ask yourself, when it comes to educating your kids, the most important thing to do, you know, the most important thing to do as a Christian is making sure that they really understand the gospel, that they really understand who Jesus is, because that's going to be attacked out there. Okay, you shouldn't be in a situation with any of your kids that as soon as they go to college, then, you know, 15 minutes later, one professor tears apart their faith. That That's a problem with how we've raised our kids, because our faith has been around for 2,000 years, and it's been attacked by everybody and anybody, and it's still doing just fine and quite well, actually. It's because the arguments against it actually are not that good when you get into it. But if you're somebody who just has surfacey knowledge and you, you sort of know that Jesus died for you, and but you never got into the gospel, you never understood how to live for him, you never understood what is taught as far as foundational beliefs— then you're going to be weak when those attacks come. You're not going to understand, and you're going to see Christians who maybe aren't doing so well out there, or churches and scandal and churches and other stuff, and say, gosh, this might be a reflection on the whole faith. No, it's a reflection on those people who may or may not actually be saved. And But you need to understand that if they are, it's because they have a Savior who died for all of that, and they need to repent, and they need to come back to Him. So your kids need to understand that. That's one of the things you get with a Christian education. You get that. You also get a an education where that's a part of everything. Do you want your kids to go to a school where um, people should not be cursing, right? You know, where did you learn those words? You know, eventually they learn those words. Hopefully they're not learning them from mom and dad. But, uh, you know, you want a situation where your kids are free to not be dealt with whatever the politics are of the day are and being forced to watch and participate in courses that are teaching leftism and other things that at the end of the day, they don't benefit you in life. They just confuse you and you have to unlearn that later. You don't want to start out there. And you also want your kids to learn math. You want them to learn science. You want them to learn English. And you are going to do quite well in a private Christian school most of the time. And the parents will be involved. You're going to hear from some people on our show here pretty soon that are school administrators who talk about working with parents and how they don't hide anything from the parents. You want you want a situation where if your child is going through a health situation or they're questioning their gender or they want to have an abortion or they're taking drugs or they're doing something like that, you don't want a school where the teacher is told to lie to you which is what's happening in our public schools. This administrator started talking about that earlier. That's one of the things she said is we're constantly told what it is that we're supposed to lie to parents about when it comes to kids and what they're dealing with, specifically gender and abortion primarily, and their sexual activity. That's crazy, and that's real, and that's happening everywhere. It is time to make a decision for your kids. And so one option 
the option that I want you to know about is, and you can tell your friends, you can tell, you know, if you're a grandparent, you can participate in this. And what Christy and I did was we, we got help from our parents. We just asked, hey, we want to put our kids in the school. We think it's important. And we got help. I call it a grandma scholarship. Okay, we got some. Schools often have, um, they often have scholarship programs. You can apply for those, right? There are ways that you can pull this off. If you're thinking to yourself, I can't afford it. You know what? There are ways that you can. And you have to trust God that if this is what God wants you to do for your kids, then maybe this opportunity for half-price tuition that we're offering at KKLA is the first step to that. Because next year you'll have to pay full tuition, okay? That's, that's what you got to remember. But this is a great way to start. You get the first year half off. That gives you a year to figure it out. And you can do it. We have done it, and we have done it every year. James is in high school now. He's still in a Christian school. And the Lord has provided. In fact, uh, last year, the year before, we weren't sure how we were going to do it the next year. And yet the Lord has provided. There have been ways where that has happened. I promise you that if this is something that you really feel God wants you to do, that he'll, he'll open that up. If you're thinking about half-price tuition, please go to kkla.com, click on the half-price tuition banner, and you're going to learn. You need, what you need to do is pick out the school that you want to go to, and then tomorrow, all the information's on there. Tomorrow, you'll be able to call a number and reserve your spot, and you can buy your spot. You need to do it before somebody else does because the spots are limited. They will sell out. And uh, talk about it tonight. Ask your parents, ask your grandparents, you know, figure out what it is. Go through your bills. I bet that there's hundreds of dollars a month that a lot of people are spending that they don't need to. You don't need that Starbucks. You don't need to go out to eat. You need your kids to have a Christian education. You need to, them to have a great education. You, that is so much better for them and it's better for you. And, you know, if at the end of the day you can't do it, there's other options. I know that homeschooling is is great. I know it's not for everybody. There's other things that you can do. Ask the Lord for help. I believe he will help you because he loves your kids. This is something I think that is incredibly important. The greatest gift I got from my parents is that they sent us to Christian schools. Hands down. That's the best gift I ever got from my mom and dad. And if I can help you have the confidence to do that. I would love to do that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'm sorry I didn't get to your calls. Uh, we're going to change the subject when we come back. Uh, we're on every day from 3 to 5. I want to remind you that tomorrow is the half-price tuition day. So it's a big day. Don't forget, you want to uh, call and uh, check all that out, go to kkla.com. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to share with you my favorite president speech. And it's probably a speech you haven't heard or maybe you haven't even thought of it as one that's impactful, but it is And uh, we'll get to that uh, as the Pastor Scott Show Monday edition continues. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show uh, on socials, X, and uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow. We'll be right back with the Monday edition. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.